0: Hey there, my name's Kim Churchill and you're listening to The Interview Show. Great, want do one more? Okay, one more pep. we increase the pep. Whew, oh, man. Hey there, my name's Kim Churchill and you're listening to The Interview Show. Finding myself in lonely under
1: These lines Time seems to have slipped from my heart the science will try and tell you how far we've come. We once played with stone and wood, now we play with guns. Oh, no. It goes on. We're all trying to be happy I gonna lie down every day Until there aren't no left I'll Let this work out of misery And pain and hunger and that Find ourselves Backstop again. Sword and shield, we built these walls, my friend.
2: Hey there, my name is Kim Churchill and you're listening to the interview show. Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host, and today we are lucky enough to have Kim Churchill with us, and we're in his hotel room in the Sandman Hotel in Vancouver. Downtown now, the song that people have just heard is with Sword and Shield, and I would love it if you could tell me the inspiration behind the song oh in many ways it was
0: it was the van back in Australia with Sword and Shield was kind of um, the time when I was when I was leaving home and I was leaving a, a very secluded small community um, and going out into a massive world that sort of blew my mind and uh, and I really felt I really felt like I had to put up a lot of barriers. You know initially to um to stop myself from being caught up in everything and from getting getting freaked out you know and lost so so with sword and shield was kind of the metaphor for that uh slowly, I realized that that really doesn 't help anything in the end, putting up a bunch of barriers because you 're not being yourself and uh, and so so the song sort of turns to
2: to describe how how it can be a bad thing holding up a sword and a shield but that's the that's the conceit anyway i was going to ask you for a time when you've needed that sword and shield when you're out there battling on tour (laughs) uh well uh we have we play
0: a lot of shows in mining towns back in australia and and um you know like i can think of better things than a sword and a shield but you can you, you can need something sometimes there's some rowdy guys out that way when we're when we're touring over in WA, you know, you uh, end up in some pretty rowdy places. WA is, is the western side of Australia. A uh, lot of lot of mining towns. A lot of um, lot of people that that sort of don't don't abide by the rules quite so strictly as say those on the east coast do, where there's a city or a town every half an hour. So um, yeah, this, there's some rowdy gigs over there. I reckon that's probably the one time, one time I haven't felt completely safe at a pub.
2: Ah, okay, okay, so then can you talk about a time... Up, oh, knock at the door. Should we get it? I think you should.
0: Okay, I'm, go- I'm running. Yes, got it.
2: Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kim. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, and I have to share this with the listeners. As we were trying to find your hotel room, <laughs> we get to the fifth floor and he doesn't really remember what his hotel room was, so we walked down the hallway, putting in the key in about, what, 10 different rooms? I would say about 10, yeah. Uh, logic's not really my forte. Yes. <laughs> you tour pretty much constantly, so your life since high school has been a life of non-stop camping.
0: It has, yeah, yeah, more or less. Uh, in Australia, I kitted out the back of a camper van with a bed and, and you know what, what sort of storage spaces I needed and uh just just left and and I really had no place no final destination at any time you know it was always just the next gig and the next thing and it's been that way since then um you know I'd like to have a home one day but we'll see when the touring slows down
2: <laughs> cool cool so you're a surfer singer songwriter and that's almost becoming a subgenre in itself these days
0: mm-hmm. yeah i don't understand what um clarifies a surfer singer songwriter other than the fact that you surf as well and so so i mean i don't know why there isn't snowboard singer songwriters and you know soccer singer songwriters i'm not sure exactly what it means to be a surfer singer songwriter um but it is it is certainly becoming a genre in itself i'm
2: not sure what defines it i guess i don't know either but there seems to be a lot of you these days (laughs) so given that you're on tour so much do you miss the surfing
0: uh well, it really depends what country i'm in if i'm in australia surfing and touring go hand in hand um we're often would normally park at a beach uh wherever we stay the, the van sleeps about seven or eight people now so there's normally quite a few people on the road and we park at a beach and ev- everybody goes surfing in the morning and stuff i really miss surfing uh touring here in canada and in the states and stuff although you know give it a crack over on
2: vancouver island then know about this time it's it's uh, going to be pretty cold i think <laughs> Nice, nice. Now, the one thing that sets you apart from the other guys, if you want to put yourself in that subgenre, is the instruments that you play. And I was looking at your website today, and you actually include your stage specs. You give them for people to download. So you can talk a little bit about, I guess, what you do on stage. Can you describe it for those people who are just listening to the album?
0: Well, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> it is available to download. Uh, I think that's more a case of um, we get into trouble all the time for being... Because, of course, it's it's says a solo artist and uh we'll show up to a venue and they'll say okay so you got an acoustic guitar and and you sing and then we have to say no there's there's like 12 different lines to the desk and then and so so i think the more publicly uh we can get the stage plot out there to whoever needs or wants to see it uh the more it will become obvious that you know we're not we're not going to get to a venue and and piss off a sound guy (laughs) There's so many different ways to make sound, and, and because there's only me on stage, every time it's different. So I kind of feel like I'm getting up there and painting an artwork in lots of ways. That's kind of what I try to do. And then layer, layer the lyrics over the top of that. Uh, I mean, I, at the end of the day, I think that's what all musicians do, but, um, but it's, it's a lot more freeform the way I do it. I have no idea if that sets me apart, but I, would, I feel like that's something that um, I don't see other solo artists doing so much. Hey there, my name's Kim Churchill and you're listening to The Interview Show.
1: Sitting on the shoreline with castles of sand Watch as the tide comes and rips them down again You will find No, you will find A long line of houses sitting in a row Look for the ones with rusted walls and trees that dim the glow the morning sun, the morning sun, and you follow your feet to the edge of the world. And people that you meet will often come and go. Summer's day is judged by lack of things to do. Find yourself a quiet place and wasted high itunes. There is time. There is time. Build up your answers, they'll be ripped to the ground. Take all your chances and hope you're still around at the end. You follow your feet To the edge of the world People that you meet Will often come and go
0: Yeah, my name's Kim
2: Churchill and you're listening to The Interview Show. Welcome to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Now, the song that people have just heard is Rusted Walls. Yeah, that's that was a fun one. We, uh, to record, se- uh, I think four of the tracks
0: off the album were recorded in this little sort of wooden shack out on the edge of a of a um, sort of cliff face down near this beach, sort of pretty far away from everything. And, uh... And rusted walls. I wrote about being in that, being in that shack and, and hanging out there. It was it was an amazing way to record, because there was it was very prehistoric. You know, there was uh, we hung my microphones from the roof of the of the building. And actually, on the, on the album, the the pictures that are on that on the album artwork are of that that building. And so, rusted walls was a track I wrote about our time there and and the recording process. Um, the the building itself is you know it's on the national heritage list in Australia it's it's kind of the um, the iconic Australian surf shack you know and it's on one of the best surf breaks we've got in Australia so so there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of beauty in in the place itself I, I feel like it deserved a song written about it
2: okay so you're an Australian and It's a true and tired cliche for Canadian artists. If they want to find success in Canada they have to find it elsewhere first so a lot of Canadian artists will get noticed by a UK label or the States then Canada will love them. As a guy who's Australian and you're touring North America and Canada have you found that that's the same for Australians? Oh yes. Yeah I think
0: it's uh, I reckon it's probably the same in a lot of places. I think it comes in, in ties in with the grass is always greener on the other side. You know, as soon as people feel like you're not there touring for them, and you're somewhere else, and, and, and they see appreciation coming from somewhere else, they kind of go, well, you know, you know, wow, what's he doing? What's he up to? And uh, it's yeah, I would say touring Canada is probably um, been just just if not
2: more helpful to my Australian career than touring Australia. Cool, cool. I was listening to an Aussie talk show where you were talking about, you've had some really weird gigs, especially in Canada, so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about one or two of those.
0: Yeah, man. Well, last year when we toured here, um, I'd never been here before, and the the whole sort of, the way we toured was just grab every gig, any time any place so somebody will let you set up and play do it you know and I do a lot of busking in Australia so I say we did a gig in Nanaimo over on Vancouver Island um out the front of a ladies fashion store and uh the woman there was a festival on and she saw me at the festival and said I'll pay 100 bucks to come play at my at my venue and uh it wasn't a venue at all it was a it was a PA um set up on the sidewalk and I played to cars driving past um we did, a, we did another gig where they had this massive inflatable um, screen and they projected a movie onto it, uh, and like four or five hundred people came along to watch the movie and they let me play in the breaks, so I sort of set up in the middle of this park in Kingston and, and uh, played, played to people watching an inflatable screen. That was pretty cool too. Um, I'm trying to think of any others. I mean, there was tons, you know. We busked in all kinds of weird places, and, and uh, some of them good, some of them bad, but all of it worthwhile, I think.
2: Cool. I was actually reading a really interesting quote of yours where you said that you used to write while busking and you would take notice of what people in the street noticed you play and then you would incorporate that into your song. So I was hoping you could talk a little bit about that and your songwriting process.
0: Yeah, yeah. Busking
2: is a huge part of my songwriting
0: process. I think because more than anything, there's there's a certain comfortability with busking because there's not an audience specifically there to see you. So if nobody does turn around and and check out what you're doing it's not a big deal you know it doesn't it's not bad for anybody other than you know maybe your self-esteem but uh so in that sense you can be very experimental and uh and a lot of my songs come from yeah starting to play a riff uh if 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 i notice that it's grabbing people's attention and stuff then i sort of i feel like the the riff might have a certain generic quality that people will be drawn to you know something that everybody can relate to uh, and, and it seems to work that almost every time the, whatever I start, when I, when I create things on the spot busking uh, the ones that, that everybody starts crowding around for are uh, always the songs that end up being big songs in my set or, or sort of the more important songs on the album stuff like that, you know um, it it's just works, trial and error I've, I've proved it
2: as a, as a songwriting technique for myself and it works well as you get to a point where you aren't going to be busking anymore, what are you going to do to craft your songs?
0: Ah, shit, I don't know.
2: Um,
0: maybe I'll just busk to my roommates or something when I get a place. I think I'll always busk, though. I mean, um, it's I just find it a good way to good way to get everything out of myself and and you know through a speaker without. Without having to put on a, a particularly good show, so um, so it, it's almost like cleaning your slate every time you do it. You get all the ideas that are out of your head. So I think I'll always busk, but um, you know I write a lot of songs in hotel rooms and stuff like that as well. It's it's I don't think it would be too much of an issue. Hey there, my name's Kim Churchill, and you're listening to the Interview Show. You came
1: from far and wide to land upon a peacefully soft door. that white flag he threw let him to run forevermore, he's such a and hard oh look at on, trying to find some destiny, and Adam searched this lonely land, looking for a place to be free. Thousands of years went by, found so many different ways to think. He searched far away in life in a place where love was distinct. I see, finding home seemed pretty hard, most seem to live within their heads. But in the end, I'm sure he'll find that home is where the heart finds true Oh mm-hmm. He finds happiness walking on like the swagman, freak. for it might not be a book that makes you happy or a god above to see. But he finds happiness in walking on like the swagman free. For whatever keeps your soul on fire helps to keep your heart at ease.
0: My name's Kim Churchill and you're listening to The Interview Show. Uh, Loving Home is a track I wrote about seven or eight months into being on the road and uh, uh, a lot of my mates had gone to university and found found apartments and flats and had really fitted into a social structure somewhere in Australia or, or overseas and uh, I felt like that was one thing that I really hadn't been able to do because I was constantly moving, I didn't have anywhere to go back to and... And um, so I sort of got a bit down about it for a while. I felt like I was, in some ways, I was sacrificing, you know, a life to be a musician on the road all the time. And, and anyway, I think that was a mistake. And loving home is, was sort of me coming to this conclusion that, you know, home doesn't have to be a physical place that you go to and that you exist within. Rather, it can be something that's inside your head that you can take with you wherever you go. You know, it can be a mindset. And uh, and that's that's what loving home is about. You know, I, f- I feel like I'm at home traveling, and it doesn't matter where I am. I can make myself feel like I'm at home purely through what I keep inside my
2: head. You're a solo artist, so I was wondering if you could talk about being a solo artist versus being a group from your perspective. Uh, my perspective on it, I would love to be in a group, and I plan to be
0: in the future. But um, but what what I started doing when I left school was solo and it was busking was solo gigging was solo and I've um I've really headed down that path in a very serious way and um and I feel like my music as a solo artist still has a, a lot to to get go through you know the journey isn't finished um it's certainly a lot easier to tour overseas uh without a band and and you know apart from the own my own sort of you know creative differences within my own head um you don't have to you don't have to deal with the different personalities and the different the, uh there must be so many so many different things you have to look out for in a band um you know being tactful and, and stuff like that and and making sure you don't upset anybody because as soon as a, you know if one person gets pissed off and leaves and then that's the end of the band and uh i, th- I feel like that's a bit risky especially for me at the moment so um I I like being solo. I think I'll be solo for for quite a while before I start looking for a band, but I
2: will do. I love to end the show where the artist picks a track off their current record and talks a little bit about it as I bring up the music. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to
0: talk about Turns to Stone. Uh, That was a song, it it originated as two poems. I went through a big stage of reading poetry and, and writing a lot of poetry and Turns to Stone was two poems. That uh, I felt were were the equal and opposite of one another, and uh, you know I was I was reading a lot of um, ro- romantic poetry, um, Coleridge, Byron, Yeats, and stuff like that, and uh, especially Coleridge. You know I felt I felt there was something. Um, with all due respect to them, I think they 're some of the most amazing poets e- ever. but uh you know, I felt like they they had all these amazing ideas about um, religious enlightenment and stuff and and the other side of the coin was they were taking heaps of opium while they were doing it, so I was sort of like uh the the song the song is kind of this this weird journey through through our connections with with real life and with religion and with with what is manifested out of our heads and um and what what is possibly real and stuff and uh basically it's it's um the conclusion of the song is that that i honestly have no idea what's what's real and what's not when it comes to that and so until such time as i work out what i believe in i'm just um i'm i'm gonna choose my own path and and do my own thing so that's that's what that song's about
2: awesome so that's turns to stone by kim churchill thank you very much for being on the show Hey, thanks for having me, man.
0: Hey there, my name's Kim Churchill, and you're listening to The Interview Show. I know I need to sleep, so my pillow turns to stone. So nothing lights your mind on fire like being all alone. Welcome to the ones who think beyond their place. He said when I told him of my hours of waste. Oh, sit down and
1: listen, there's more to my face. Start the fires, then ensue the chase. There are no guns on our shoulders, but we give the orders. No deaths to our name, but millions to our causes. We're so fucking clever, we don't have an answer. We'll make up a God who demands that we stand up and do what we're told, even though that we don't know. It's a start of a faith, and it makes ways to trace life, it keeps us in line. It's fair to be kind but I won't sit on my knees And be told to wear a blue tie And stop what I please When you say I need to shine My shoes I can leave I don't need you in my life But that's me places where the ones in our head and dreams with two faces or deep ocean heavens and white river dances excite reverie with pills and thy glances oh give me a mountain with my false mood enhances whilst one sails you through the other leaves chances oh cracks in the road Rivers rancid, if all life was fair, would it make us too placid, like a stale swamp land? And a side dish of taxes, watch lumberjacks leave with unforgiving axes and cut down the trees. Perfumes that relax us, step out of life, watch God as He smacks us. The cue into heaven seems to lifelong distract us. If I'm spinning on society's axis, guess I'll keep my dreams, but they're more than your answers, you'll burst at the seams, no I'll take my chances and that's me.